0: Hello, and welcome to the Honest Property Investment Podcast. My name is Natasha Collins, and I am the host of this podcast. I am also the founder of NC Real Estate, which is my firm of Surveyors, which helps landlords and property investors build commercial and mixed-use property portfolios that completely align with their goals. I want to start by saying Thank you to everybody who follows this podcast. Thank you for being a loyal subscriber. I appreciate it so much. One thing that I have seen over the last couple of weeks is that our Spotify following has gone up And I love that so much. And we are at a five-star rating at the moment. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot tell you how much it means to have you following following along on Spotify and all of you who follow along on Apple Podcasts and all the other podcast platforms. I know Google podcast platforms are up there too. At the moment, we are being rewarded for a Spotify follow. So If you could help support the podcast a little bit more, I would love for you to give us a follow on Spotify. That really helps make a difference over here. So what's been going on? Last couple of weeks, we just did the members club doors open, which was a massive success. So excited. We've welcomed lots of new members into the members club. It has been phenomenal. doors are now closed for the foreseeable future. Don't know when we're opening those again, but that's okay. That's why we're opening them so that we can welcome people in, um, and we can spend our time loving on our new clients. So really excited for the new members that have come in. What else? It has been a few weeks where the market has seemingly slowed down a lot. We're not getting that many interesting deals through the inbox that we would normally. And when people are coming to me with off-market deals, it is not that exciting in the slightest. In fact, they're coming to me at such ridiculous prices. And then the person who brings them to me says, hey, Natasha, I want the 7% yield. I'm like, I've got no clients for that. So I don't, I haven't seen as many things that are interesting. I know when it comes to the end of each month, we tend to see less, the beginning of October I'm sure the doors will come flooding open. I have been working with my solicitor on the lease renewal for one of my commercial properties that's a new lease going out for another five years which is great and that has RPI rent increases Captain and collared at two to five percent which is excellent Uh, that means that I know every year for the next five years that rent is going to go up Even if it's just minuscule amount, it just means that it is rising somewhere in line with inflation. So I'm really excited about that. I'm gonna explore how that impacts the value over the next couple of weeks. So watch this space, I will go through that with you. Now today, a big question that I am getting asked is, will commercial property recover? Now, you will know my optimistic streak. The answer is yes, property markets go up and down, but let's have a bit of a talk about it because I know that I've told you all to go and keep an eye on the Knight Frank Prime Yield Guide. If you have seen the Knight Frank Prime Yield Guide for September, you will see that as a general rule of thumb, Everything is weaker in the market, um, which, yeah, it's either weaker or stable. The only things which are seeing some sort of positive upla- uplift are data centers and data centers leased for 15 years with annual indexation. They are seeing a positive turn. Those um prime yields have gone down by 0.25%, everything else has either stayed, maintained the same or gone up by 0.25% or 0.5%. I have seen a 1% increase in good secondary Southeast business parks. So business parks at the moment don't seem to be doing as well as they are. They are changing hands to 12% plus so that's something that we're looking at. You want that um, those yields above 10%, 10% or above. Where do we need to be looking at right now? Well, we need to be looking at offices in good secondary or regional cities. So you are looking at somewhere probably like Leeds, maybe Canterbury, yeah, probably around Canterbury. Um, places like Exeter that those kind of locations we're also looking at good secondary offices in southeast towns so across the southeast outside of London we're probably looking at around 11% or that's what's forecast uh southeast business parks are being forecast at 10% right now And good secondary southeast business parks being forecast at twelve percent. So if you want those higher yields and you're prepared to take a risk, that is uh, where you should be looking right now. And of course, you can always go and have a look at the Knight Frank yield yield guide yourself. You can find them. Now, I will say that you will probably find those higher yields on the more expensive properties, just because there are less people in the in the less players in those markets, and therefore you can get some really, really good deals. Should we be worried that the market sentiment is either weaker, negative or stable? Well, to be honest, it's a sign of the times. I think going into next month, if we look at the yield guides, I am predicting, I can't see just yet, um, but I am predicting that we should have some more positive market sentiment with the yield, with the base rate, sorry, not going up. Now, I don't think that's going to change by much, but certainly um, there will be this sense of, okay, it's not gonna cost us any more in lending. So potentially we can hang on to these good deals. There are some areas of the UK that we're not seeing as many things changing hands. I'm looking at you in the southwest all the way down to Cornwall, Devon. I'm not seeing as much changing hands there. If you're looking at the auction catalogs at the moment, uh, you're seeing a lot of things that aren't selling. The same with very much in the northeast as well. We're seeing a lot of things that aren't selling and the same as in uh, very west of Wales. So kind of on the outskirts, we're not seeing things outskirts we're not we're not seeing things um sell as quickly although they are still transacting at pretty good yields I was looking at a property in Bath shock (laughs) I was looking at a property in Bath with a couple of clients over the last week and the property is on the market for 300,000 pounds it's vacant and I was speaking to the seller agent the seller's agent and he said to me natasha there's 30 interested parties on it and it needs 200 pounds worth of work so there is a market still um and again it just reiterates that point that i've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks at the bottom end of the market there's a load of cash sh- sloshing about sloshing <laughs> that word and so people are prepared to pay the lower yields for it it is not doom all doom and gloom although you may think it is. Um, right now you've probably all seen that Wilco's really has gone under, that is going to uh, leave a big wide open gap in a lot of, uh, I guess, towns where people have got more of that demand for those cheaper goods. Um. I think that it will leave a massive gap in that high street and in the high streets where it is, because predominantly Wilco's is in the centre of towns, usually in the cheaper rental areas. Um, That is often the older stock. So, older retail shopping centers, that kind of place. So to come out, and that's a couple of thousand square foot, which is probably coming out, um, that is going to leave a huge hole. Unless the likes of Poundland, Poundstratcher, all of those people are going to come in and take the space. So that's a bit of a blow, but that's retail. The other thing I've seen today, and I have been looking around, is that Weatherspoons have put their public houses up for sale or to let. You can go and have a look at this yourself on jdwdisposals.co.uk. Essentially, these are the properties that Weatherspoons are coming out of and then they're selling the buildings or they're selling the long lease if they've got a 999-year lease. Why are they doing it? Definitely not because they're not making money, they're still turning over a profit. But what they have found is that they have been putting too many weather spoons in too close proximity to one another so they are going to be pulling out the weather spoons and the locations which are going to cost them more to maintain so they're bringing out they're, they're coming out of there raising a bit of money these things are not selling for a huge amount of money i have been having a look you're looking at around 400,000 350,000 there's one in Peebles, which is sold for six hundred thousand, i mean these are not going for vast sums of money so i don't think this is like propping up their bank account time i can imagine they're making far more in their um cheap alcohol and food and all of that good stuff so it's just changing times if they if their customers aren't spending as much money you don't need to have as many places open. And it is simple as that. And I'm pretty sure they're just selling off the stock that is gonna be costing them a lot of money anytime soon. Um, But again, have a look at it. If that's the sort of thing you want to do, you want to transform that into retail, offices, residential, they they have, they're inviting offers, you can go and have a look through on their website. Again, that's uh, jdwdisposals.co.uk. So there's a lot of change coming in high streets, that is for sure, we need to be aware of that. Um, but at the same time, there are still investors out there who are really keen on lend- on investing right now. So look, the big property companies are investing 40% less than this time in 2022. All right, so just as an FYI that there's not as many market players in the industry right now. But I think that is OK. What we are starting to see is the bigger investment groups investing in towns that they wouldn't normally invest in. Um, London and Cambridge Properties recently bought Alexandra Retail Park in Grimsby it was something that they want to do. They feel very strongly about revamping retail parades and shopping centers and putting a bit of life back into things. So they're buying these things at really good, strong yields. I'm talking like 12, 14, 15% yields, and they're planning on turning them around. They are taking a leap of faith to make sure that you know okay we're buying these at a really good price are we going to make the money back or not let's give it a go um we are seeing that there are a lot of developers and investors out there trying to make the most of a situation where they can buy property for really good amounts of money. Um, And these are the smaller estates, you know, the bigger estates aren't necessarily buying right now, they don't need to be buying right now. They've got huge portfolios that they are running. But there are a huge amount of investors operating in the sub 20 million pound price bracket. And they have been buying up huge amounts of commercial real estate 2.2 billion pounds worth of retail um and office space in the year up until august 2023 that's a huge amount of transactions still going through yeah all right like again 40 percent less than last year but we still got people betting on the market um Newcastle is up there with one of the key players of where people are investing. Other places, well, London, yeah, all right, money's always changing hands in London, but Surrey, Bristol, Glasgow, Birmingham, Leeds, Manchester, Edinburgh, Hertfordshire, huge places that uh, commercial property is still being bought and sold and investors are, um, investors are looking to buy. Again, they're getting them at really good prices, but they are putting money into these areas where they put money into these areas and start giving locals what they want. You're going to start to see areas bounce back. Um, the market share at the moment is looking like 31% retail, 28% office, industrial at 27% and everything else, You know, your leisure, your hospitality being purchased at around 14%. Um, So that's where your market share is coming from right now. Um, There are some really strange purchases going on at the moment. Um, David Samuel Properties are looking at Folkestone in Kent um, and Aberdeenshire. That seems to be where they're buying at the moment. They are looking for the outliers, places where they can scoop up a huge bargain and turn it into something good. Um, And this is backed by something else, which is really, really interesting. Traditional high street banks are falling out of the market. I have alluded to this over the past couple of weeks um, where I talked about Handles Banking, you know, the Swedish bank, who are wanting to lend on commercial properties. Well, overseas and international banks and other lenders that aren't UK high street banks are investing and lending more on commercial property. Um, Only 41% of all commercial properties bought in the UK at the moment is uh, is being um, funded by high street banks. 28% of that is being funded by international banks and 31% of that it make up um, and the lending comes from other lenders. That's interesting. That means that private investors are starting to get into lending. And I've seen a lot of property companies starting to get into lending where they have reached their risk. Uh, their risk profile for investing in actual properties. Now they're loaning out money to investors who want to buy. Take M7 Capital. I only found them today. Um, And they are a big prop co. They invest a lot in properties and they are lending. They are lending to commercial real estate investors. Loan sizes from 2 million to 50 million at a 70% loan to value and their yield. So the interest rate and all in anywhere between 6.5% and 7.5%. It's all right, isn't it? It's not a bad loan at all. Um, certainly we're seeing more that higher than that on high street banks. So we're seeing um, a lot of different players moving into the sector that wouldn't normally be here. And that's exciting, right? Or at least I'm really excited by it. Um the other thing that we should um, also focus on is that behind the scenes, the government are also trying to keep the commercial real estate market buoyant. Um, we are seeing local councils starting to take leases of buildings and then subleasing it to tenants who need help. So local businesses who are startups who are coming into the area and want to really make their business thrive, they are being supported by councils who are taking up the space. That I think is really a good initiative. And I'm really excited to see what that is. So here we go, do I think commercial property will recover? Now, commercial property is gonna look different. It's gonna look really different. It's changing all day, every day. That's all right, I don't mind that. I love a bit of change, I love a bit of innovation. But what I think the recovery will look like is that you will see landlords and investors building commercial property that suits, the local residents, it's not now going to be let's plop just whatever retail we can find or whatever office space we can find and just hope it lets. That's not it. That's not going to be what happens. You are now creating buildings that the local demographic want to use. And that is vital. And that's where we're seeing the council get involved too, and why they're taking up space, because they know that there is demand from local businesses for space, but maybe they don't have as much backing. So the council and the local government are taking that on. I like that. That means that we are going to start to see tenants coming in who really do serve the local community. They know what the local community is about, whether that be office, leisure, retail, it's just going to look really different. And I like that. You think about those big retailers that have gone pop, Wilco, I'm also looking at you, you didn't change anything. For years and years and years, it was just carbon copies of what we were seeing on every single high street. If we start seeing things that are tailored to the local population, I can't wait to see how that recovery happens. So will commercial property recover? Yeah. I don't think in the short term, but that's great because it means that investors, like you can go and pick up some good bargains. Then you, talking to you lot out there listening can go and make a huge difference in the commercial property industry because ultimately you get to shape the future of the property industry. <gasps> so don't start, don't leave it to other people to shape this industry. You get to do that. That's really, really, really vital. Okay. That's what I think will happen based upon my research as well. And um, Final thing that I want to talk about today, and a an article that I came across when I was researching today's podcast, box shifting. Anybody heard of this? I haven't in all the years that I have been in commercial property. I've never done this. I've never seen this. I don't know. Maybe I am just really naive to it all. Perhaps. And so apparently, box shifting where landlords have got vacant units, they go and put cardboard boxes in the units and then they move them around to mitigate against business rates. Um, The government today are discussing in parliament whether they should ban that or not. I'm assuming they should. Come on, folks, come up with a better idea. Don't just put cardboard boxes in your units. Let's have some advertising. Great idea, put advertising up, rent out to someone. There you go. Those people um, are then obviously letting it out see if you can get away with not paying business rates, stuff like that I really like. Um, There is an organization called rainbowrising.org.uk which is campaigning against um, box shifting because they want to use space for their tenants. Great, brilliant. I will say though, Number one, I haven't seen box shifting. So if you are box shifting and this is a strategy you use, email me, natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk. I wanna know what, why, how, when, how it's helping you, what you're doing, who's organizing it. Just cause I'm really interested. If it's if it's in parliament, it must be a big thing that I have never seen. Um, They're estimating that two thirds of commercial property have used this at some point. Really? ah uh, okay fine tell me about it if you use it i'd love to know and how you found out about it um but secondly come on there's got to be more important things at the moment i thought that when i looked at box shifting it was that people were cutting down the size of units to stop paying business rates how naive natasha collins you are <laughs> um if you want to find out more about ban box shifting go to banboxshifting.org and you can find out all about it all right everybody there we go that's my episode thank you for listening to me today i will catch up with you again soon thank you so much for listening today if you've loved this pod make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and make sure to leave a five-star review as this makes me so happy. And it helps to boost the show and get it out there to more property investors. Finally, if you want to email the pod, you can write to me, Natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon.